0: Ladies and gentlemen, if I could have your attention please. Isn't this a fabulous meal and isn't the hotel staff just wonderful here? Let's give them a hand. And now I officially want to welcome all those listening around the world on ACB media and on Zoom And I want to acknowledge Herbie Allen, who is streaming for us all the way from Texas. Thank you, Herbie. We love you. Yeah, give him a hand. And Belinda Collins from North Carolina is our Zoom host. Thank you, Bill. We love you. Is anybody in the mood for a door prize? Sounds like everybody is. So Sherry Richardson and Lisa George, are you guys ready to draw a name? Oh, I get to draw $25 Amazon gift card from Glenn and Ursula McCauley, a $25 Visa gift card from the Peninsula Council of the Blind. Yay, PCB. And I get to draw, this is exciting. Kathy Murphy, are you in the room? Yay. her first time at a WCB convention, let's welcome her! <clears throat> One of the best parts about being a member of a blindness organization like WCB and ACB is we believe wholeheartedly in blind people and what they can do to live their best life, right? Absolutely. And one of the ways that we do that is through our scholarship program. And to present us with this year's scholarships, is a woman that I've known for quite a while. And in fact, I served on this committee back in 2015 and served right along with this lady. And she just did a fantastic job and now she's the actual chairperson. So that's great. And her son and I used to work together at the Lighthouse for the Blind for a long, long time. So at this time, ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you Kim Mulberg, chair of the scholarship committee. Let's give
1: her a round of applause. First, I'd like Stephen McRae to come forward. Scholarship. Come up here in front. A dream is a wish that your heart makes. A scholarship is a way for that dream to come true, or at least get you down the road. Tonight, I am pleased to have the privilege to introduce to you tonight's scholarship winners for 2022. First, I'd like to introduce my committee to you. And I would like them to stand when I r- announce their names. Yvonne Thomas Miller, Jessamine Landby, Julie Brennan, and Holly Turi, Nancy Lind, and Tim McCorkle. Please give them a round of applause. They've all done a fantastic job helping to do the work that needs to be done to determine the scholarships. So with Without further ado, I will announce we will start with my first scholarship person is Warode Aziz. Warode lives in Renton and goes to Evergreen Community College. She's studying for sociology and eventually she would like to be a braille teacher world will be receiving a scholarship of $2,100 and as you listen and you hear amounts like $2,100, those are additional monies that was donated this year from various entities chapters, individuals that ask to have this donation go directly to this year's scholarship winners. My next scholarship winner is Chansa, and I'm not even going to attempt her last name. I have to tell you a little bit about Chansa. She was a student at WSSB school, Washington State School for the Blind last year. And she is an exchange student from Mongolia. She wants to be a life coach. She, she tells me she has, she doesn't have very good English, but she does very, very well. When we did her interview, she she was, she, she did wonderful. And so she is receiving a scholarship in the amount of $4,200. Next, I am pleased to introduce our next Scholarship winner, and his name is Stephen McRae, and you may have even chatted with him. He's been here all weekend at the convention. One thing I've learned about Stephen is if he if he likes something, he's going to get involved. He's already talking about being on committees. (laughs) Stephen is um, studying to be a social worker and eventually kind of specialize in substance abuse counseling. He lives in the Spokane area. And so if, you know, Spokane people might want to nab him, (laughs) he is receiving a scholarship in the amount Of $5,350. I was really hoping that we would have a few more, but I did some research because we didn't have a lot of people who applied this year. And I discovered, I I was kind of feeling kind of bummed, but when I went and accessed other scholarship places that give scholarships to blind and visually impaired people. And then I did some research of just other places that do scholarships. And I spoke to my sister-in-law who is a teacher um, at a high school and does some scholarship stuff with some other organizations she works with. and. As a whole, numbers seem to be down, but I'm hoping that next year we have even more. Please help me in thanking them and congratulating them with a round of applause. (laughs) Thank you, Stephen. Do you want to say thank you?
2: I was just going. I would like to thank everybody for giving me this scholarship, which will help me uh, work on my studies. Um, this will go to prepaying my tuition for next quarter and help me uh, purchase books and help me provide for the child care for my daughter while I'm in
1: school. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: All right, let's give all those winners and Kim Moberg one more round of applause. Thank you. you. So next, I would like to introduce a young lady that I had the pleasure of getting to know in 2015 when I served on the scholarship committee because she won a scholarship that year. And I was so impressed with her ability to lead and to just guide and do everything. This is another favorite part of, of mine, as far as the banquet is concerned, when we get to give out special awards to say thank you to those that have served this organization and also some external awards. So to do that for us, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my good friend, Jessamine Landby.
3: Here you go, darling my hand out go and there it is you gotta okay. it up yep all right so i'm gonna start with the teacher of the year award all of these are in a frame and on the glass there's braille this goes to beth sutton who is listening on zoom tonight yep not sure about the borough. Could you
4: do that, Julie? Washington Council of the Blind Teacher of the Year. This is presented to Beth Sutton. Beth Sutton is a very dedicated rehabilitation instructor at DSB. Her willingness to work with blind and low vision individuals is evident through her teaching of daily living skills and travel skills to ensure a student's independence. This is signed by Julie Brannon, President, October 29th, 2022. Congratulations, Beth. Yay! Yay! I'll let let you announce the other one, then I'll read it.
0: Okay.
3: Okay. So this next one, and it is going to Anything is Possible Theatre. So will Ellen, Cooper, Laura, and Sherry come on up and accept this award? So here's the award, okay.
4: and you can read it. And like she said, this is going to, and she's already said the name, Anything Possible Theater. Members of this company created a play entitled Flying Blind, which portrays what it is like to be blind. The production was made into an audio format due to COVID. Many of the stories told in the production are from WCB individuals. And this is given out on Saturday, October 29, 2022, signed by President Julie Brand. Cannon. Congratulations.
5: Yeah. Thank you all very much. We're very, very honored to receive this award tonight um, from WCB. And we're very, very much uh, inspired and looking forward to some possible future uh, productions of Flying Blind. So we are a company that's dedicated to inspiring lifelong interest in theater by engaging new audiences through dynamic and original productions. And the way that this piece came to into being is, um, I actually was in a community chorus with Sherry Richardson. Uh, she was a soprano, and I'm an alto. But amazingly, we were we connected, and um, we both live in Columbia City, on uh, the south part of Seattle, where the OCT Center is located. <laughs> And what I began to notice as a sighted person is that it was a community that was really changing. A lot more traffic, a lot more density, um, a lot more people. And as I noticed that folks who were um, blind, low vision were navigating the neighborhood, I began to realize how little interaction there was and intersection there was with sighted and the BVI community. And Sherry and I began to talk at the
6: chorus and the inspiration for flying blind began there. Hi, my name is Laura Ferry and I am one of the uh, co-playwright and director of Anything is Possible's production of Flying Blind. And it was an amazing experience to work with my cast of blind and low vision actors, one of whom is in the audience tonight. And I learned so much from them because they were such an astoundingly creative and talented bunch. And they were the living proof that the blind can do anything. Because no matter what I threw at them on Zoom, whether it was a British accent or our composer Kathleen Tracy wrote these amazing songs with all these challenging harmonies they could handle anything with grace and with humor and with a living embodiment of what the blind and low-vision community can do and they were an inspiration to myself and to everyone who involved in the project I'm going to turn the microphone over to Sherry Richardson
5: You guys have heard enough from me already this weekend, so I won't say much, except that it's been just a real, real pleasure working with Ellen and Laura and Kathleen, who could not be here tonight, um, on this, this play, which is now an audio play it's online. It's available to anyone who wants to, um, to listen to it. It's about 45 minutes long. A lot of you have heard it already, but if you haven't, go to anything is possible theater group. Is that right? Theater.org. Uh, dot anything is possible theater, spelled R-E on the end, dot org. And look for the, um, it's really uh, user-friendly site. You'll find the play. And go ahead, take a listen to it. It was a whole lot of fun. So thanks, guys. Really appreciate it.
6: And one last thing is because of the Washington Council of the Blind, we went to so many of your events to do our research. And so many of you were so gracious to tell us your stories. And we just want to thank you again for the help you gave us in producing this show. Thank you. Thank you.
3: This is the next one, right. and it is the Newsline Editors Award, and it's going to Everett Ellum, I think is how the last name is pronounced, and then Julie's going to read the description. Everett was chosen as the 2022
4: author of the Newsline Editor's Award. He has submitted an article entitled, oh, I like this one. It was entitled, Stress. At some point in all of our lives, we can relate to this article. Everett has a unique style of writing. You can find his article in the fall 2022 issue of the Newsline. Saturday, October 29th, 2022, signed by President Julie Brannon. Congratulations, Everett. Is he, I wonder if he's here. I
3: think he's here is everett here
5: well i just want to thank everyone in washington state for making me feel so welcome and uh my story reflects what a lot of younger blind people um have gone through it uh it gets pretty pretty raw and real but if you're if you're going through anything i would encourage you to read it. Um, and I just want to thank Heather and Reg and Frank and all the rest of the committee here for the board here for making me feel so welcome. God bless. Have a good evening, evening.
3: So this goes to is the business of the year award. This goes to a amazing business. It goes to the Washington Talking Book and Braille Library.
4: This organization provides library services to persons of all ages who are blind or partially sighted so that all may read. They achieve this by having library materials in braille large print and an audio format. They also employ individuals who are blind or partially sighted at their business. This is October 29th, Saturday, 2022, signed by President Julie Brannon. Congratulations. I wonder if
5: Danelle's in the room what to say I mean you guys are like family and this is why we do what we do to get you books get you service and be part of your community and I I can't thank you enough this is an incredible honor thank you thank you Jessamine. thank you to the committee thank you to WCB and I almost choked on my pie so um, thank you so much Thank you. Thank you. You too, Melissa.
3: All right. All right, right. this next one is special and it was hard to keep it a secret um, because she kept asking me and my helpers in making these what we were up to. This is the Certificate of Outstanding Service to WCB and it is presented to Julie Brannan. is going to a person who this through her work with heart and soul into this organization. Julie makes everyone feel important given on Saturday, October 29th. Signed by Sherry Richardson, second vice president. So here's your award, Julie. Thank you. And here's the microphone. Hi.
4: Oh That's how you did it, had Sherry sign it. Yes. I, they wouldn't let me read because I wanted to read the Braille when I was signing them and they wouldn't even let me do that so no wonder I didn't see this one yeah well thank you WCB I've been a part of this organization for a long time and I love the organization I love what it does I love what it stands for and I love how it's changed lives thank you this is really an honor and like Danielle I feel quite teary thank you
3: There you go. I think we're done. Are we done? Yes. So I wanted to quickly, this year I had Jeannie Jacobson, Linda Wickersham, and uh, Melissa Hudson, and they did an awesome drum this year. So thank you so much, everyone, and that's all. Thank you. Good job, Jess. Good job, Darwin.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Let's give one more round of applause to Jessamyn and all those award recipients, including Julie deserve my friend. You know, as Jessman mentioned, I served on the awards committee this year and that was it was a wonderful experience, but I had a dream a long time ago before I even joined that committee that Julie would get that particular award because she has such a heart for this organization. She loves empowering people, mentoring people. She was my mentor when I was coming to Seattle. And then of course, Nathan came along and he was also a mentor of mine. And we all love her, we respect her, we just admire her. And again, congratulations, Julie, we love you. embarrassed <laughs> so before we have our banquet speaker come up and talk to us and share some inspiration for us how about if we have one Dora prize would you guys like that are you sure yeah. That's what I'm talking about. We have $25 in cash from the Pierce County Association of the Blind. Yay, Pierce County. And a $50 gift card from Peninsula Council of the Blind. Where are the PCB chapter? Yay. Haley Edick, are you here? Congratulations. So are you guys ready for some excitement and some, for some inspiration right now? Alright. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great thrill and honor to present to you a lovely lovely young lady that lived here for many 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 years. I want to say over 30. Door behind. Almost 40 years she lived here. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe it. That's great. But when I joined WCB, she was the president And we just have been friends ever since that time. But what I'm most proud of her for is spearheading the ACB community calls absolutely that's it's a wonderful program she talked about it this morning and I have the honor of facilitating and hosting many of the calls that are on zoom via that community and boy did I learn a lot when I was trained to be a host I learned how to use zoom and it was it's been the most awesome thing for me so let's welcome her back to back home to Washington State the manager of membership and engagement for the American Council of the blind miss Cindy Holland
2: Oh my goodness. What an amazing weekend, right? It's been great. And it's it's amazing to be back here, not only to come home because like it's pretty special just to be here, but coming out of COVID and and being virtual only for the last 2 years to come back to a full house, to come back to, I don't think anybody on the board ever imagined we would have the turnout uh, that we have had this weekend. I want each of you right here now, put those forks down. I know the apple pie is good, but you know, and I want you to give yourselves an applause. I want you to think back it might be hmm, 30 years ago maybe it's only eight years ago if you're younger but i want you to think back to a time when you thought about something you would like to do or be or have happen and You had like this dream. You imagined it. It was so clear in your mind what you wanted. And at some point it came true. So just think about it. It could have been like that you got a a bicycle or skates when you're a kid. Maybe it was that a job or graduating or Whatever it might be. All right. So everyone come up with that thought in your mind. So it's really important. (laughs) All right. And I'm going to talk about mine. I think I was about 23 to 25 years old. And I loved working with people. I was... Not yet working with students, because I did do that for 21 years. This is even before that. This is when Amelia, my oldest daughter, was little. And I don't even think Amanda existed yet. This is a time when I remembered wishing that we had something like Actually, I am remembering exactly what caused this darn memory. I visited, we must have gone to the Tri-Cities, and I visited their their center. The, or not center, it was not the Edith Bischel Center. It was their office, Frank, that you guys had. Sue Sather was the office manager, or whatever her title was. And you guys used to meet there. But what I remember thinking, Gosh, wouldn't it be amazing to have our own place as a chapter where we could gather? And then I started thinking about, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could have a place where people could come from all over our county and we would a gathering place, a place for community. I envisioned a building and rooms and shelves and games and technology and 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 like all of it you know well over the next several years i had children of course uh, i got i worked at the lighthouse for the blind as a machine operator i did babysitting in my house when my daughter Amanda was born. I took a job as a paraeducator and worked in public schools for 21 years. Oh, I went to back to work at the Lighthouse in their development team. I ended up taking a job with the American Council of the Blind during a storm of my own. And at that time in my life, I was married and my husband walked out on me and My whole world was thrown upside down. I was in a job, though, that I liked, but I didn't love. I wanted to do a good job, but I didn't know where I might go with it. In fact, I didn't believe that I had any opportunity to advance. And I heard about the job with the American Council of the Blind, an organization I'd been involved with since I was 23 years old. And I decided to apply for it after someone encouraged me and it meant that I would have to move. And people told me then that you don't ever make a big change in your life when something so new, so traumatic has happened to you. You don't do something quickly. But I decided that it was the right thing to do. I believed it with everything in me, even though it meant moving away from my real family and my real family in WCB, all the people I knew and loved, my friendships. I left from Minneapolis, Minnesota, of all places, and then sold my house. And all of that happened in three months from the time that that storm hit me. Well, over the next nine months, I did my job and I thought it was, you know, great. It was good. I was enjoying it actually. And I was meeting lots of people and I was starting to identify with affiliates and learning about them and how they operate and meeting potential members and convincing them why they should join and telling them, oh, I'm so sorry, you just missed our convention, but we'll hold one next year in Schaumburg, Illinois, which of course didn't happen because there was COVID. But anyway, so over the next nine months, I did my job and then COVID hit and I was told I had to work from home. So I started working from my little 600 square foot apartment, just me and my dog, Balsa, hanging out with no family or friends nearby. They were all, whatever, 1900 miles away or whatever it was. And, but remember my job was to bring people into ACB, to connect with them. And at my first convention, when I was on the job for a whole month, my wisdom was, my motto, embrace, engage, empower. And I still believe those three words for sure. But working from home and thinking, how do I embrace, engage, empower? And how do I not let affiliates fall apart if they can't be together? Because everything I thought of to that point was being in a room together like we are now. But we couldn't be. We were told to to isolate and just that word alone is kind of scary, isn't it? Yes. But I told my boss that I was going to hold a conference call and I was going to ask people to come on and we were going to share ideas on how to stay connected. Well, I know some of this I already brought up earlier this morning, but what I want you to hear is that nearly 40 years later, that community that I envisioned in Kitsap County that never happened, it is now very much happening. And on a way bigger, more global, uh, there's no walls, there's no barriers. It's happening across the country, across the world. It's blind people helping blind people. It's resources being brought to people. It's friendships being made. It's people being empowered to host, to facilitate. And it's a community that I dreamt of, and it wasn't happening. And I had to wait almost 40 years for it to happen. So. Why do I bring that up change, change takes time. It doesn't always happen overnight. Sometimes we want it to, and we certainly live in a society where we want things to happen really quick. I want to talk about besides the changes in my life from my early twenties to now, which you know, I'm, I'm 60, so that's almost 40 years. Not quite 40 years, but uh, I want to talk about, I want to take you all outside on the patio with me. And we are sitting outside. It's gonna be a nice little picnic. Paper plates, there's a nice little breeze. There's flowers in the garden. And what happens when there's a nice breeze? What do you smell? The flowers, right? And if there's a grill going, you're going to smell that barbecue mm. and, but the wind now is picking up and napkins are starting to fly off the table. They're scattering and we're trying to find them and boy, that's not easy when you're blind <laughs> and the paper plates are going and we're trying to grab them. And so we grabbed something to hold them down and now the wind is starting to blow enough that it, it's blowing our hair, it's getting it messy and everything is starting to blow off the table, the tablecloth now is flipped over the sides of the tablecloth, it flipped over the food and it's all right so now it's getting worse and and the wind is blowing and in fact we're starting to hear it howl, it's a howling wind and it's kind of getting a little scary. And so we're assessing the situation and we decide it's best for us to bring the stuff inside even though it was going to be a really nice day. Let's bring all of that stuff inside and let's have our picnic indoors. And we've adjusted and we're going to enjoy our time together and enjoy the now. All of a sudden, it is a storm and the power goes out, and the wind is hitting against the windows really, really hard. And it's kind of a little scary. I'm really glad we're together, really, because that kind of scares me. But you're at my house, so we have a basement. And so I say, let's move down to the basement, because down there, we don't have to hear that howling wind. And we have a transistor radio, because I'm organized like that. And we're going to listen to that storm. And when it's gone, we'll go up when it's safe. And when we come back up, there's destruction on the patio. Everything that was there is gone. The deck actually is gone. It was a really bad storm. So now what do you do? It's time to rebuild. And so we rebuild even a bigger and better patio. And we have to plant again, but it's okay. We plant again. And next year, around the same time, we gather and we're in a safe place and it's beautiful. And um, oh, I didn't get paper plates this time. <laughs> we're going to use real ones just in case. <laughs> that analogy for me is about the changes that can occur Sometimes we have the storm that kind of throws us off. And sometimes there's even destruction. I looked up the meaning of storm and it means a violent disturbance in the atmosphere. Well, I can't imagine that any of you that are over the age of 30 have never had a storm in your life. Storms might be losing our job. They may be a chapter who loses a leader. Maybe they moved away or maybe they passed away. It may be a divorce or some other upheaval in your life personally or in your chapter or in our state affiliate. But. When the storm passes, when there is the calm, when you can stop and look at what's left, the only thing left is to figure out how to pick up the pieces and to rebuild. We had three years, nearly three years, right? Of separation from one another. Here is an opportunity for the Washington Council of the Blind to rebuild and become even better the winds of covid cannot destroy this strong affiliate and you are all here to prove it yeah. we've learned over time that there is great power in numbers and that we need one another. The word I want to leave with you and anybody that knows me knows that I like to use acronyms, I'm all about them, I want to find a way for you to remember something, right? So here you go, and the word is change. I was thinking about how important it is to focus on what's good and to not focus on the things that aren't important. If we focus on the things that can bring us joy, if we focus on the things that can strengthen us, and we don't focus on the spill on the floor, or the the lesser amount of money in our bank account, or something going up in price, or those kinds of things, especially we don't have control over. If we can focus on those things that can propel us forward, then we have the opportunity to move in the right direction with change, with the wind at our backs. We still need the stuff behind us, the stuff we've learned, the lessons learned, the people that impacted where we are to continue moving forward. I asked Siri, what is another word for focus? And I was told center. Center is another word for focus. So C is center. H is we need to hold on to what we know, what we've learned, our past, what's good. We need to hold on to those things. A is we need to adjust. When things don't go right, we need to be ready to adjust with the moment, with the time, with the needs. N is for now. We need to stay in the now. Sometimes we get so focused on what might be that we miss out on what is. G is to gather. It can be people, resources, information, knowledge, and E is to evolve. Because when we do those things, when we allow change to occur, we do evolve, we grow, we strengthen, we become. So I want to offer change to WCB. It's not change in your pocket. It's change in our thoughts. It's change in our attitude and with the leadership that you have and the fact that we have opportunities for younger people to get involved and hopefully want to be involved at the chapter level that excites me very very much because Prior to WCB voting to have people vote at eight, 18, we did have uh, young people at age 16 being able to vote, and I know there's one young lady in this room who was 14 when she got involved with our chapter, and she's not 14 anymore, she's like 40 now, Michelle. <laughs> but <clears throat> She was serving as secretary at a very young age in our chapter, and it would have made me really sad to think if we had stopped her from being able to feel a part of our chapter. And here she is, so many years later, active, right? So. So I know we wanna get going with the rest of the banquet and the showcase of talent, but I want to again reiterate uh, two of my mottos. One is embrace, engage, empower. The other is community-based and it's safe, respectful, welcoming. And they both kind of go hand in hand, I think. Um, And certainly people have been empowered to step up and do more. But the change that has occurred in community is pretty remarkable when you consider that on March 17th, 2020, there was no plan for the ACB community. None. And today we've held over 10,000 calls. We have over 150 hosts trained. We are dealing with well over 100 volunteers every week and we have people from all over the world coming together in community. That's changed. It was unplanned and yet it it was embraced and I personally was empowered by Eric Bridges, because he believed in me, even if he thought I was crazy. Um, And he allowed me to just keep on going and doing, and we did a lot of changing over the last two and a half years. But the community is a tool for all of us in the American Council of the Blind, which means every one of you who is a member of WCB, and it is an example of change. So I wish change for WCB. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here this weekend and I love you guys so much. Oh. Here you go. Thank you you're so
3: welcome. You're welcome. good. Job.
0: Cindy, thank you so much. You've definitely inspired us to grow and to have that change. Thank you so, so much for being here. And remember, you are always welcome here in the state of Washington, right? Amen. God bless you, sister. You know, one thing I'll just say quickly about Cindy, she's a woman of faith just like me and like a lot of us and i have seen her go through trials and tribulations but she does it in just a wonderful way obviously you know she we know we all have our good days and our bad days but she really just keeps her faith strong And I just love that about her. So we're going to have the final door prize of the evening and of the weekend. We have a $25 gift card from Amazon or or, to Amazon from Glenn and Ursula McCauley and a $25 Visa gift card from Peninsula Council of the Blind and $25 Starbucks gift card from WCB Diabetics. And one more thing, $25 Amazon gift card from United Blind of Whatcom County. That is a lot of gift cards, you guys. Are you ready? She's shaking them. Mr. Bob Cavanaugh. Congratulations, my friend. Good job, Bob. And let's thank Bob and Daryl for um, being our host um, (laughs) chapters. All right. At this time, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you to the Door Prize Committee. They did such a phenomenal job this weekend. So now at this time... Our Madam President, Julie Brannon, has some announcements to make of new life members of WCB and some other announcements, and then I'll close with a few remarks. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we have a talent show tonight, right after this banquet in this room, so stay tuned for that, and hospitality with karaoke. I wanna briefly tell you what life
4: member means. In WCB, you can become a life member. It used to be a $100 fee, but now it's $150. What life membership shows is that you have a passion for and a commitment to WCB. It also means you'll never have to pay WCB dues again. Who? <laughs> and we have some New Life members I'd like to announce. First of all, Martina Ferguson-Hazen is not able to be here. She is a New Life member. Okay, And John Ross is a New Life member. <laughs> Yay, John! Yay! And Larry and Kathy Watkinsons are New Life. Larry and Kathy Watkinson, New Life members. Yay! Congratulations. And we had a wonderful life member reception last night, by the way. Tons of fun. We have a new life member that is brand new and a surprise. It's so fun when people surprise people. Are you ready? The new life member's name, and I'm going to say, first of all, who gave it to him before we all scream and yell so you can hear it. This was donated by Melissa Hudson and William Bellina for Quincy Daniels. Yay! (laughs) Yay! All right. Congratulations, Quincy. You get to come to the reception next year. You're a life member now. (laughs) Yay. About the raffle, you guys, after this and before the talent show, you can go to Lisa's table and buy more tickets, and we're going to draw the winner of these raffles, so keep your tickets with you. Oh, I left mine upstairs. Oh, well. (laughs) Just before the talent show begins.
3: So the convention committee, we just wanted to let Lisa know how much we appreciate. Did everything that she did. Answering all the phone calls no matter what time it was, making a priority to return phone calls. So, uh, registration, everything. I mean, far and above. And this was her first time doing registration.
5: So, we. Absolutely. So, we. Well, I think we need a bigger hand than that.
3: So thank you so much, really, for every everything that you did. So in lieu of that, we have a basket here for her. Are you ready? Yep. It's a
4: it's a huge wreath and a box of candles.
3: So thank you. Okay, now we give her a big hooray and a clap. <laughs> it's
5: gonna be a goal, five, five, one, two,
4: nine. I'd like that you participants you guys I want to say one more thing to you people here we had a huge youth participant participation through DSB and our WCB families committees would you like to stand up and let's give them a hand yeah. yes year I know they've done a scavenger hunt but the exciting thing is they were part of our convention that makes us so happy thank you all for being here and thank you for the work here you go Melissa
0: again ladies and gentlemen I would like to thank every one of you for making it possible for me to be your mistress of ceremony for this banquet tonight it is certainly a proud moment for me and I want to end with a quote that has been one of my favorites for a long time and it's by Helen Keller and it says keep your face to the sunshine and you cannot see the shadow. God bless you all as you you journey home tomorrow. Thank you again. I love you all. Thank you.
7: I'm, I'm unlocking the box of the memorabilia so this is the member raffle. There's three prizes. We're gonna pick third prize first. Third prize is $100 in cash. Number 1093, John Moberg. We're picking the second prize, which is $200 cash. Number 1098, Mike Denzer. This is the first prize of the member raffle, four hundred dollars. Number one, two, one, zero. He's a new WCB member, Junior ASU. He 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 wanted to be a member so he could buy a ticket. So on this one, the public raffle, we're going to pick six winners. The first one will be the grand prize winner, but I'm not going to tell you that till the end. So there's one grand prize winner with $500 and five winners for $100. Three, one, eight, Mike Majors. I won. Next, you picked your sister, Jane English.
1: Oh! I will! Oh, she'll be happy!
7: Okay, so we have one more $100 winner, and then I'll tell you who the $500 winner is. Oh, it really is, because it's your other friend, Linda Pettit. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, my gosh! Okay. Yeah, that's the other one. Okay, alright. So, the grand prize winner of Both raffles, just so you know. Number 319, Mike Majors.